yesterday I was on Facebook and it was the seven year anniversary of when me and Montrell went to California for like our exploratory trip. And, and I just remember, and we went out there for a week, immersed ourselves in it on our own dime, Penny, we, you know, hotel and everything. And I just remember that was my first time in LA period. Yeah, wow. been there before. And then I also, I remember two months later is when I moved to LA. It was two months later? Yes. Uh, wow. June 2013. And I just remember just with that. Did whole, I know you before you moved to LA? No, because the fir- I moved to LA. I got there June 30th, 2013. I started at my job at Nexus or Dimension Data in August. You were at Dimension Data? I didn't uh-huh. know that. That's where my friend Bonnie yeah. is now. She's in sales. They she immigrated from yes she immigrated from south africa to come take this job yeah so the story with i was i i worked at nexus i asked and we had an office in alpharetta and then probably the year before i left the company and i left in 2015 so in 2014 april 2014 we got acquired by dimension data and yeah their headquarters in south africa um so every time I would come to Atlanta for work, and the first time that, I don't know, I don't think I met you at the first social shakeup that I went to. It but wasn't I the first social shakeup, because there was September, the first one. Yeah, so I started my job as the social media marketing manager in 2013, or August 2013. A couple oh, of weeks word. after I got there, my boss is like, hey, I'm already registered for this conference in Atlanta. I'm gonna bring you. So in September is the first time that, that I went. Yeah, and it snowballed from there. So every time I would go to Atlanta for work, we would always kind of work out of the Alpharetta office. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's awesome, I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, and, and I, honestly, I, I guess we might as well just kind of start, start right now, start there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so one of the things that, um, actually, you know, this is episode three of On the Verge podcast with Willie Davis and Tammy McQueen. And we were literally just sitting here reminiscing about how we first met and the six degrees of separation that we have with, with people that we know and the companies that we worked with. Um, and just kind of reminiscing of of just some of the big moves and changes that we made in our lives to where we um that got us to where we were today um i remember in 2013 when i first visited and then shortly thereafter moved to la tammy's got her story about moving from south africa to the u.s and i believe you came here to us to play tennis in college right that's it yeah exactly yes. <laughs> it's my coming to america story <laughs> yeah so 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 tell everybody the story and and oh God. you know yeah. what if you are familiar with that little video clip of lady gaga when she wins the um wins every possible award for her work with bradley cooper in a star is born and she starts off and she says there can be a hundred people in the room and 99 people don't believe you. And there's one person 
that believes in you. And she goes on and on and on. And there's this, just a mashup of these clips. Um, this is probably where you edit it and you throw that video in. Um, <laughs> this is sort of my, my story where I, I've shared it over and over and over. And it's sort of people who know it can pretty much tell the story. So, I mean, the number of times you've heard it, I've adjusted it to selling <laughs> coconuts before. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> But really and truly, I grew up playing tennis um, very competitively in South Africa in a tiny town. And, you know, a lot of folks, when they say where they're from and they say Johannesburg, everyone knows you're not really from Johannesburg. Um, and so I... Um, this, the same thing can be said living here in Metro Detroit. In De everyone in says Detroit. Detroit. I live 30 miles outside of the city, but yeah, I still exactly. say... exactly. But you still say Detroit, right? Um, yes. And so for me, it's like I was um, uh, Johannesburg, right? So major, major big city. But I'm from this tiny, tiny town in Johannesburg. No one goes there and nobody leaves. You have no purpose of going to this tiny town. And But it's a very well-known town in South Africa for that very purpose. And so I was playing tennis quite competitively. Um, very competitively. I, um, when I was 14, I played at ING, then known as Nick Voluntary Tennis Academy in um, Florida, in Bradenton, and, uh, you know, played uh, alongside Maria Sharapova and the Williams sisters. And that was my overall destiny. Wait, That's wait, what I was gonna wait. Do. hold on, hold on. You, you played alongside of them? Yes, I mean, I've this, never heard that. You haven't heard, oh, you see, you haven't heard the long version. This is oh, stuck geez. in the airport with a delay version. Oh, gosh, <laughs> no, I've, I've never heard that. Okay, sorry, yes, Continue. yes. Um, you know, she was a little bit younger, but um, she was the, the golden child of the academy at that point, and um, yeah, that, that just was the destiny. That's what was going to happen. You were going to go play pro tennis. That's that's what I was going to do. There was no other alternative. There was no other career, nothing. That was it. And so um, I was playing tennis and um, I remember accelerating a couple of years. So I started school early when I was five and then accelerated a couple of years. So I did two years in one and I was 16 in my senior year of, of high school. And at that stage, I was now competing in the under 18 age group and whereas when I was really really doing well and competing in the top 10 in South Africa shifting to that next age group you know five for Tammy was that five for two at that point I'm not even sure um <laughs> just couldn't keep up and uh you know you think you're going pro until you hit five for two and um I uh shifted to play the take the collegiate route and was scouted by a few coaches in the u.s at that point and had a few different opportunities now considering this is in 2001 so if you can oh. even imagine 2001 where the internet was where any communication was there was no such thing as a podcast there was no such thing yeah. as facebook twitter zoom i was, I was freshman year and that was my freshman year in high school Okay, and then my freshman year going into my sophomore <laughs> year. My my older sister graduated in oh yeah. So her senior year, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Right. So there's no Gmail, there's none of this. And so university sends you brochures. 
in the mail, in the post, and you wait for this international mail to arrive. And then you have to take a video of yourself playing, your demo tape, right? But it's on a disc, on a CD that you send them, and you have to post it, mail it. Um, And and I saw these beautiful brochures, and I'd spoken to the coaches a couple times over a telephone with a phone card. No, boy, none of this, right? Anyway, found this um, this university. There was a South African on the team at the time, and it, it made sense. I had a few different offers, but this one looked fantastic. Beautiful brochures. Um, there's a lake, and there's sailboats on this lake. That lake was Kentucky Lake. There are zero sailboats on Kentucky Lake, in case you're wondering. <laughs> and but they look like yachts in my mind and it's this whole american dream right mm-hmm. and so um packed up my two suitcases and my tennis bag two yeah. suitcases mm-hmm. but what do you pack you don't know what to pack <clears throat> and your two ten and my tennis rackets and off i came and i remember flying from johannesburg to atlanta yes. had a layover there caught another flight to Nashville by myself and then waited at the national airport for the international bus to arrive, the international student bus to arrive. They came, they, there was a long delay and they picked us up and then we still had a two hour bus ride to Murray, Kentucky. We arrived at Murray and I think this might be a pit stop for us. And they're like, no, it's time to get out. This is where you are. Um, Oh, my gosh. I had absolutely no idea what I was getting into. Um, It was just, it was an incredible culture shock going from Johannesburg, even still Benoni, South Africa, into Murray, Kentucky. It was the token South African, of course. And I could tell safari stories all day long. This was before... Truly before people use social, there was no social media. Social media came four years later, right? So you could absolutely have these long convoluted stories about having lions and zebras and elephants and giraffes in your garden. Um, And so I was the cool kid, right? Um, I played tennis, I had lions and giraffes and zebras in my back garden. It was fantastic. Uh, But it was... I was in a city, I landed in a city that had absolutely no understanding where the country South Africa was. And this is a vast generalization, by the way. But it was just so bizarre. It was not the American dream you see in the movies. It's not the New York City kind of thing. It's (laughs) it's very much um, very different and so I started playing tennis and really excelled um it was this first time where I was in this environment where this is all I was doing I was playing tennis and I was studying I fell in love with schoolwork um I was a very average C student in high school because yeah. um, I just wanted to play tennis now I could do both and I had to do both very well because I was on scholarship and I was dead scared I was like follow every single rule I'm not getting going back to South Africa this is the shock um and so you know I'm this little freshman I'm 17 years old I'm living in a dorm room with three other girls from all over the country and um my roommate's Canadian um and it's just feels like a different lifetime 
And mm -hmm. so that was 18 years ago was when I first came to the US. If you can believe that. Wow, yes. <laughs> 18 yeah. years, my goodness, it's a lifetime, right? It is. Um, yeah. Man, yeah, 18 years. And, you know, I, I graduated high school, I think it was like 16 years ago. And I think, yeah, May would be like 16 years. So just thinking all that time that has gone by and everything. And then as you, as you talk about, you know, growing up in a small town in South Africa. And first of all, I, up until you just told the story, I was always saying to myself, like, man, I said, I know Tammy played tennis, but her and I, as many times as we've seen each other and hung out, we've never played tennis together, but you've played <laughs> with Serena. You've played with Serena and Maria and all that. And I, never, I'm, I, I'm okay not playing with you. <laughs> I played tennis in high school, but I definitely didn't get a college scholarship. And, and now as an adult, I mostly play uh, with my dad. So uh, We still have to play, right? We still have to I play. Mean, Listen, I mean, those were the glory days, okay? Listen, when I came back from the academy in the U.S., I had an exhibition match. I don't know. I think I won a tournament. And the prize was to play an exhibition match against Steffi Graf. Mm. Um, in a major stadium. So she was in South Africa playing um, exhibition matches against Mary Pierce. Only mega tennis fans know what this is 20, 25, 30 years ago, right? This is a heyday. Yeah. And I got to play Steffi Graf in this exhibition game. And it was, it was probably it's a highlight. I mean, that's pretty cool. Wow. Those are the days, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's, I mean, but that's awesome being able to, like you said, come from the small town with these amazing dreams and goals uh, of coming to um, the U.S., not really knowing anybody, not knowing what to, all you knew is tennis. Yeah, and coming here for tennis and, and whatever spawns from that, come with May and, and, and do that and you know, I think it's so interesting, and this is for everyone involved, it's like you don't take the time. Everyone is so focused and they say, don't look backwards, but I think, and don't look at the past, don't look behind you. But I think it's so important to understand that how far you've come or yes. what, what some of the, um, the stretch goals or something that, I mean, this is something I was never supposed to do. I was never supposed to go to college. Like not one person in my family has been to college or university. Yes um no one no one that was just mm -hmm. not in the path right that that's just not something yeah. you do and so i think it's really important to understand that it's okay to reconstruct that or redirect that path and maybe i didn't yeah. know that at the time but i knew i absolutely did not want to do what everyone else had done in in, yeah. in my sphere of influence right yeah. and so i think it is important we're so focused on what's next where you're going what you're doing what's next and i'm such a culprit in this i never think about that i never think oh wow you went across the world at 17 by yourself you figured out yeah. oh you need to study and and let me tell you it's like the little things you know the 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 british english which is south african and mm -hmm. American English, very different. So I think I got a C on an English paper because I was spelling color, C-O-L-O-U-R. Yes. And what is wrong with it? My English is fantastic. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> you know, my mouth is to be determined. It still is. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and also, you know, to that point you made about 
um, looking back and, and seeing how far you've come, but also it's, it's interesting at times when you look back and not only see how far you've come, but to see, re reflect on those times when, when you had no fear of things and those, oh, okay. those changes in the, in the, um, and how you adapted to things. So as, as many people are going through various things right now or, or whatever, whatever your, your, your life looks like, um, whether it be personally, professionally, in relationships or whatnot. But even on your darkest day, you can always look back and say, but don't forget about when you moved across the world at 17 by yourself. And at that time, that seemed like the scariest thing you could have ever done, but you did it and you figured it out. So if you could figure out the U.S. by yourself coming from South Africa at the age of 17, you can figure out this problem that may be in front of you right now. Yeah, I don't think I could ever do that again. You tell me to move across the world now at 35? Yeah. You're kidding me. I'm out. <laughs> but, you know, and kind of how we started the conversation, I remember this week um, is seven years to the week when me and my best friend, we, we went to LA. For me, it was my first time. I think that was maybe his second or third time. Going. Why LA? Let me interrupt. Why LA? Why was so, that a So for, he actually first, I think, brought the idea to me. He had went there the year before and he just loved it. And he was like, Willie, you're going to love it and this and that. So, um, and not to put it all on him, but he mentioned it and I was kind of persuaded. I said, okay, you know, I'll entertain it. I was finishing my undergrad um, that spring 2013. And I, I was kind of at that point where it's like, okay, I was already looking into going to grad school. So I think I kind of piggybacked grad school in LA or in California to moving there. It was kind of like, mm, okay, okay, yeah, we'll see. So as I was wrapping up the school year and, and everything, um, him and I, we, we, I had already gotten to uh, grad school there and, and everything was kind of moving forward. So um, we, we just decided to go there for a week on our own dime. Um, we, I remember we stayed at the Westin Hotel just outside of the um, LAX airport. Oh um, man, those yes. hotels. <laughs> yes. They um, have those distinct <laughs> memories. <laughs> yes. Um, they had this grill restaurant in the lobby that we would go to almost every day for happy hour and everything. But I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that gets worse. Happy hour in the airport hotel. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't at, it wasn't an airport. It was probably like a mile down the road. But so luckily, it was kind of a, it's a standalone hotel. But um, so I remember we got there on either Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember. But I just remember, our goal was to immerse ourselves into the city, into the culture, we were stacking up a bunch of interviews. Um, trying to network and meet with as many people as possible. We knew a few people that lived there, but we, but we knew this was not a quote-unquote vacation. This was not to just go and, and run the city of LA and whatnot. This was for, a, we had a goal and a purpose and a focus. So we, we got there and I remember in our hotel room, it was like our command center. We had our laptops, our iPads, 
um, setting up interviews. We both fortunate enough were able to set up at least a few different interviews, each of us throughout the week. Um, but I remember even when we got our rental car, the first place that we went to, we had a, it was a white Mustang. And we, <laughs> I, I remember because even I, it showed up in the photos too. And we, oh. we drove up to Malibu. We drove up um, PCH and drove up to Malibu. And I remember mm -hmm. going, stepping kind of, not on a cliff, but on this landing that was, that you could oversee the city of Malibu in the Pacific Ocean. And I just remember saying to myself, like, I'm here. I didn't know what that moment meant. I didn't know where that moment was going to take me. I didn't know what that moment was going to do. But I just remember, I said, this is a significant moment. So, you know, like I said, we were going through the week and we were, we were, we achieved our goals. We, um, we checked out different neighborhoods. We met with a lot of different people. We interviewed respectively with, you know, within our industries. Um, and I think we both left that trip satisfied. So that was, you know, mid-April. And beginning of May, I think within two or three weeks of coming back to Detroit, we both had went back to LA separately for like two or three days for follow-up meetings and interviews. So things were kind of going, falling into place. And I think I went back again, I wanna say the end of May, I went back for some follow-up interviews because what I ended up doing, I changed my, in my LinkedIn profile, I changed to living in greater Los Angeles. So when I was applying for jobs, people would think I'm local and this and that. So we did phone interviews and then people wanted you to come for interviews. So I was like, okay. So I went back out there again. And um, I remember after coming back on that second trip, I remember landing in Detroit. It was like June 2nd or June 3rd. And I remember as I was landing, I was looking over Detroit. And then when I was in the car driving down the highway home, I said to myself in that moment, I am moving to LA by the end of the month. And I don't know why my goal was so ambitious at that time, but I knew, I basically knew if I'm going to do it, I have to do it now. I could see that window was very small. I knew I couldn't quite get a job as easily or a good job in LA while still living in Detroit and going through the whole interview process. Um, I knew by there was this comfort level of still being in Detroit. And I said, I need to break out of it. By the end of the month, I am moving to LA. And then I think about a week later at work, I gave my notice, my two-week notice. Um, and, and actually, an, another thing, and, and kind of to step back a little bit, I graduated in April. And I remember when my boss came into my office and he kind of, in an envelope, just kind of gave you your annual, not bonus, but your annual raise, your 3%, your normal corporate America 3%. And I remember asking him at that time, I said, hey, I'm about to graduate, get my, you know, bachelor's in mass communications and-, and That's what mine was. Oh, yeah, see? Great minds think, yeah, bachelor's of I science. I did not even know that. Yeah, I was science too. <laughs> yes. And- so I asked him, I said, hey, I'm about to get my degree. Is that going to do anything for my job or as far as maybe moving up or a raise or whatnot? 
and I, I, I distinctly remember the look he gave me. It wasn't a look of like sadness, but it, it was just a, a very, as a matter of fact, like, no, it's, it's not going to do anything. My job description didn't require a degree and, and whatnot. So it, it wasn't. And I remember in that moment, I, I think where a shift happened where I said, okay, I'm going to move full force with my plan. And that's when I, you know, started visiting and LA and, and so on. So I think I left Detroit in my mini Cooper. I remember, <laughs> I remember that. So that, yeah. that's one visual that I do have. <laughs> so as you were talking about, you pack two suitcases and like, what do you pack? And well, I pack just what would fit in a mini Cooper, a couple of duffel bags. <laughs> and and I, I drove it. from, I, I made it a, an epic road trip. I Detroit to Chicago and I stayed in Chicago for the night and visited friends. Chicago through St. Louis to Kansas City, uh, stayed the night there. Kansas City to Denver and I stayed the weekend in Denver with a friend of mine that I used to work with at Volkswagen of America. Her and her family lived out in Denver at the time. And I, that was my first time in Denver and I, you know, the food and the beer and everything and the, just the beautiful scenery and I spent the weekend there. And then that Sunday morning, I woke up early and drove that last 15 hours, Denver to LA. And I arrived at my friend's house at 9.30 PM on June 30th. So I had reached my goal by a couple of hours when I said, I'm going to be in LA by the end of the month. Um, but even once Amazing. I got, and, and even once I got there, it was, I, I, I don't know, it just felt right. As, as crazy as it was and, and not knowing what I was going to do that next morning when I woke up and what I was going to, whatever, you know. Um, I, I stayed with my, my friend, uh, my friend Jessica, her, she had a love, she had a one bedroom apartment in West Hollywood. And I slept on her uh, black leather love seat. Now, mind you, I'm 6'2", so a love seat, it's barely enough room for me to sit, let alone sleep. So after like a week, <laughs> I go on an airbag. I love it. I was there for like a month, but I just, every day I would wake up and I would go to the coffee shop and I'd sit there, have breakfast, use their Wi-Fi, and I'd just apply for jobs and I'd apply for jobs and... Um, I was doing interviews and stuff. And, you know, every once in a while, me and my friend would go over to Santa Monica Beach and enjoy LA and whatnot. But I just, <laughs> I, for the first month, my full-time job was looking for a job. Um, I cashed out my uh, my 401k at the time. To oh, live I'm done, right? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, to live off of for like the first six weeks or so. And um <laughs> But it was, but like I said, the one of the jobs that I interviewed for was the job I ended up getting, and that was with Nexus IS, which ended up becoming Dimension Data. And I started what there. Story. I started there August 13, 2013. And where it where it comes full circle with you is I went to uh social shakeup which is the social media conference in atlanta that september my boss brought me along with him yeah and uh and i think that was probably one of the first times i have met you that's when uh, we met yeah 
yes, which was basically, it was within four to six weeks of moving to LA. But yeah, first time I come out to Atlanta and came for the conference. And honestly, ever since then, I've probably been to Atlanta at least twice a year, easily. Yeah, easily. Without even trying. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. yeah, and, and it was, and it, that was the, mo so as I was, yesterday, as I was kind of thinking and reflecting about that move, Gosh. and kind of what we, we were talking about, you know, a lot of times we, Sometimes it's, it, if you can take that chance to step out on faith and do what other people are afraid to do, you know, when we made those moves from, you know, Detroit to LA and South Africa to oh my gosh. Know, um, the US, I mean, we had no fear. We, right. even though when we got to our destinations, we still didn't know what the hell we were doing. We still didn't know where we were going to go. We didn't yes, know anybody. Absolutely. And it's the yeah. same for me from Texas to Georgia. Same thing. You know, mm -hmm. I had no idea. And that's yeah. the thing, yeah. And you can't operate out of a fearful mindset. Yes. And I, and I think a lot of that for me too comes from, I, I pull a lot of from a lot of that um just with with the business or the ambitious goals that i that i usually do have in life or in business or whatnot because i remember there was a point in my life when i had the audacity to do it when i had oh, the, i love that word you know when i had the um what i'm trying to chutzpah yeah you know i had the um, the, the guts to, um, to not care about failing. Um, and I, and I think a lot of times we get so worried about failing that we just don't do anything, mm -hmm. you know, they were it's very paralyzing. I think, I think mm -hmm. it's true for many people that it can be very paralyzing in that mm -hmm. you can't even take the next step. And I think for me, what's always been helpful is what does the next 24 hours look like? Not the next 24 days or the next month. It's like, yeah. what does the next 24 hours look like? And what can you effectively do with that time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what I, I try to tell people, you know, never be afraid to step out on faith or be afraid to go against the grain mm -hmm. um, and to do things that others are afraid to do you know there's right. there's great value in that and and that's something that no one can take away from you exactly that experience exactly. that you had that right. um you you will always have that experience you will mm -hmm. always have those moments and that sense of satisfaction at that time so mm -hmm. what whatever the challenge is right now that one might yeah. be facing or the thing that somebody is afraid to do, mm -hmm. um, just, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. Because yeah. honestly, if we both did not do that, we would not have met each other. No. And men, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and this amazing friendship that, uh, that we have. Um, and, I, and I also think even with my best friend, um, 
Montreal that I moved there with, we both moved to LA with a couple of weeks apart from each other. But I think it's because him and I had that experience together. Um, that's a that's a even bond. deeper bond that him and I have. Oh, um, for and, sure. You'll always have that. Yeah, and we've had a lot of parallels um, in life, and a lot of similar things happen to us um, in and around the same time. But I think by us doing that and just pushing each other and motivating mm -hmm. each other in various ways, mm -hmm. um, he's still out there in LA. I mean, dominating in the tech industry. He he works for Amazon. Um, wow. He's you know he's he's building a, a great life for himself, and and in and that move there over these last seven years, it's I believe been revealed to him even more. LA is, um, LA is where he wants to be. LA is where he thrives. LA is is mm -hmm. great. And even though I moved back to Michigan a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. I was able to bring a lot of experiences, a lot of friendships, and a lot of um, yeah. a lot of other things, um, you know, with me back, and I think that made it better. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic, and I think um, being able to have a couple of those times that you've overcome fear or have moments where you've taken out a, a leap that you wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. do have those tucked away in your back pocket and pull them out from time to time that's definitely helpful <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely so um but yeah so i guess you know we'll end it there today but you know like i said if if, if there's something that you know you guys are thinking about you know, a, a challenge that you're facing or, or something that you is, you feel that fear is holding you back on doing something, just, you know, stepping, stepping out in faith or whatnot, you know, I hope our stories um, can help shed some light and inspire you and, and um, bring you closer to that answer. So uh, that's, yes. So that's on the verge for today, but um, look for new episodes coming every couple of weeks. And, um, and thank you guys for